Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Key Items Podcast, your local Southern Fire Podcast right here in Georgia. We are bringing you everything geek, chic, and unique for your week. We are your one-stop pop shop of gaming news and anime. I don't know how long we can keep up this this advertisement. Um, but welcome, everybody. This is another episode, our 65th episode, actually. Um, no, 66th episode. I'm sorry, because I did editing today on the 65th episode. <laughs> and, um, like, I, if you all have noticed that the episodes are coming out a little bit slower, I do apologize. I am very busy. Um, and... Honestly, by the time I have time to edit the episodes, it's so late. I know I'm not going to do it right like today, people. If you if you are one of those devoted listeners, I don't think we have those yet. But we have a person that's so devoted that, that you are sitting at your Spotify account waiting for the next episode. You may have noticed today that when I posted the episode that there was no episode on it. Just the title. Because midway through the edit... I forgot to put the episode in the actual <laughs> information. Nice job. So, no, it was fine. It only lasted for like five minutes because the episode was um, going through the um, the extraction process. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was, um, it didn't take long. I threw it back up. It doesn't matter. Like I can throw whatever up, but I just found it funny. I was like, there's someone out there that just clicked on this and they got nothing but the description of the episode and the title. Uh, but anyway, welcome back, everybody. This is a more chill episode. We don't have our special guests. Um, they will be returning probably next week or the week after because we have a lot of Naruto fights to go through. I don't um, want to talk about that. It's going to be a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I am still in the in the background trying to figure out like behind the scenes and stuff, I'm still trying to write out ways to streamline it the best way we can. Having those moments, like, does this one really have to go in? Oh um, yeah, there was that moment when right. that made that. That one actually was pretty good. Right. Okay. Um. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um. But anyway, um. Welcome to this episode. This episode is exactly what the title says. So it's a little bit more chillax, chillouse. Um, but let me introduce you to my fellow Onion Knights. Um, <laughs> Onion Knight number one, always to my right, <laughs> it's Dustin. Hey, everybody. He will probably choose the Viking class. Onion Knight number two, <laughs> to my left, there's Arnold. Arnold is dead. <laughs> he has vanished away. Oh no, where is Arnold? Wait, I'm here. Yeah, I was like, where are you, Arnold? <laughs> uh, I said hello. Oh no. Did you not hear me? No, it didn't. No, did, were you on mute somehow? No, I just said hello. Oh, okay. That's weird. That's maybe really it cut weird. out. Like, maybe, maybe. It is raining here. This is oh. how this yeah. is how far back this Onion Knight is in the party. That's why he's going to be the Black Mage. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm actually yelled to him in the back row. <laughs> I'm actually in the back, just shining my my weapon. Just like I'll join the fight in a sec. I gotta gotta put grindstone on. <laughs> and I'm on your night. He's, he's that party you don't get until like later in. Exactly. The party <laughs> member you don't get until like the last the last part of the game. And you're like, wow, this party member is really good. 
man, sure would have been nice if I had him for like more than three fights. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, Final like he's got to leave in like two fights. See you <laughs> later. Thanks a lot, Square, for introducing a non-useful, a very useful party member that's not very useful now that everyone's level sixty. Um, but I. Or how about we give you? We'll wait till everyone's level sixty, and then we'll give you a little thirty party. <laughs> um, and I am um, Onion Knight number three. I'm probably just gonna be the warrior Onion Knight. <laughs> Um, welcome gotta do to our podcast. Um, yeah. Um, speaking on that though, again, like I'll I'm gonna talk a little bit more about trails this week, but like they don't do that in trails either. Trails just works. Um, because I know <laughs> in Tales games they do that. They introduce that like really strong character near the end. Given Tales, if I have to pick one flaw from Tales games. And it's not, it's not like Tails is unique in this. Um, they'll introduce the whole party at a pivotal moment where you think everything's done, but then there's like a whole third half to the game left, um, and it feels like it's doing. A, JRPGs are notorious for this. Um, you all know what I'm talking about. Some big event will happen, mm-hmm. and then you think in the characters like you know something will happen, and then someone will summon a Sky City. Or a dragon god, or they'll evaporate the earth, or whatever. You know, something will happen, and then you have to you have to go and then fight them. But you have to do a thousand other fetch quests to go fight them, and it's like you need the green Lister ring ring. Right, right. Like you can't just oh, go the to the next them. dungeon. Like why do I need this ring? Right, like the earth is dead. Like let me go fight. <laughs> like you know what is happening? Um. Anyway. Let us actually jump into our next issues. Next issues is the part of the podcast where we talk about the news and things that have been happening. Um, I have no news that I can recall. Uh, I am sleep deprived. Um, And like (laughs) this week, I actually haven't just I haven't found any good news that's worthy of me mentioning as far as releases go um well uh let me let me ask you this yeah um i know in a past episode you wanted to kind of tag in for some of the movie stuff right oh yeah um definitely could um did you have anything you wanted to mention um i wanted to briefly discuss the red band trailer for suicide squad definitely not suicide squad 2 because that last movie did not happen did I stop talking about it? Is um, that the one where Superman pops up near the end? Arm no, up? that is the game. Okay. Okay. This week there was a Red Band trailer for the movie, uh-huh. which gave us a little more of the... Of, it's, remember, this is the one that's directed by James Gunn from where DC briefly like, scalped him because Marvel had their whole... Uh, yeah. Falling out with him, and then they, they came back and were like, we're sorry. They realized he helped make them money. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there's a Red Band trailer, which, you know, if, if, if you're not familiar with the terminology, which I think most people are, but um, it means it's the R-rated trailers. They get mm-hmm. to say dirty words and have blood and gore in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really goofy. Like, you can look at the cast for this trailer mm-hmm. and see um, that they picked the most obscure random people because James Gunn is a comics fan and also he wanted people that could die horribly and no one would care. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, you have like Polka Dot Man as one of the people on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got you got a lot of big names in this though. Like uh, Michael Rooker is in it. Hmm. Um, uh, Sylvester Stallone voices King Shark, which probably will have very few lines because um, he's a big shark. I mean, he's not going to be like rolling out dialogue every day. So it'll be like a one-time joke where he like is really eloquent all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how it goes. Um, I'm saying these movies are somewhat predictable. Oh yeah, anyway. they're very, very predictable. Yeah. Um, you got John Cena in a really goofy part. Um, seems fun. There's a there's a funny exchange with him in the in the trailer. Um, I'm kind of hopeful. I'm kind of also skeptical because I like James Gunn's work for the most part. Um, it can get really tired if it goes on too long, though. It feels very much like DC wanted a Deadpool movie too. Watching the Red Band trailer, yeah. It's like King Shark like tears a dude in half at one point. I'm looking at uh, yeah, I'm looking at some of the clips um, for it and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm looking at some of it. It's it's got more Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, which you know I like. I like I, a lot. I respect she's, Margot she's Robbie. Like I really do. I do not think she's a bad actress at all. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I like, think she's a good actress. I just don't like this Harley Quinn because this Harley Quinn is a mascot character now and I just don't care about that. That's She's it. Also, like, um, don't forget Idris Elba and I kind of, I like Idris Elba quite a bit uh, so I want to see. Yeah. What were you, sorry, what were you saying, Arnold? And she's all, like, the Harley Quinn in the new DC movies just yeah. like boring to look at. Yeah, she's very plain um, and that's fine. Like, and also Idris Elba is a great actor as well. Like, Idris Elba is a phenomenal yeah. actor. But these that's are like... The thing that- Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, that's the thing with James Gunn directing and some of the actors on it. I kind of want to see it just because of that. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay. I will not go and pay a huge have, amount of money for it. You watch Forrest and you tell me. How about that? I'll, me and JT can watch it because you know JT. Oh, JT's already JT. on this. Um, <laughs> I So here's the deal. I'm going to watch it. But, and this will be in my patch notes. But also, <clears throat> how do I put this? I don't <laughs> care about team ups anymore. They're boring. They're just boring. Yeah, and, and this movie feels like Tropic Thunder. Um, it does feel uh, like Tropic feels, Thunder. You know, you're right. It's it very much just by looking at the footage. I haven't even looked at the trailer, and I'm getting a Tropic Thunder vibe. And okay. There's nothing wrong with enjoying stupid comedy. And if someone does it right. It's funny for me, but mm-hmm. I, I, I mean this in the least mean way. I don't care about this movie because they've mm-hmm. done Suicide Squad so many times that mm-hmm. I, I've had no time to breathe. Like I just Suicide Squad this, Suicide Squad that, Suicide Squad this. Like I, I've seen the animated movies. I've seen the actual movie. I've seen Harley Quinn pop up in multiple live action things. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen the Birds of Prey, the movie that people kind of like forgot because of when it came out. I think, and I'm honestly going to give. I'm doing a whole like watching bad movie things to see just mm-hmm. like subtracted from all the people who just naysay it, and also from all the people mm-hmm. who just defend it because they want to. Because I really right. want to see if it's actually good. Well, okay, I take that back. I know it's probably not good. I just want to see if there's some good parts in it. If it's- enjoyable right and 
Um, and it makes me wonder when an actress who is as talented as Margot Robbie is always in this role. You know, there's also contracts and stuff like this. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I've seen her in other stuff. Like, she she knows what she's doing. Um, and it's these directors. And I like James Gunn, too. But I can't lie. I'm fucking sick of James Gunn shit now. <laughs> like, I'm just sick of it. Like, I see it everywhere. You mean you, you're not excited for Guardians of the Galaxy DC version? Because this is what it feels no, like. No, <laughs> I, I, I am. You want to know why I'm not? Because James Gunn is the Josh Whedon of the current movie area. And people just keep copying his stuff. So even without it's having true. even seen James Gunn's like Suicide Squad trailer, I know what's going to be in it because everyone has been trying to copy Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's why... Also, also I do, I do want to clarify. Josh Whedon in the sense of the style of the movie and everybody wants to imitate that style, not right. Josh Whedon in the sense of is suddenly... Under the microscope for a variety of problems. Oh no, I'm not. Up. I'm not even bringing that part up right now. What I mean by that is that Josh Whedon is the person that basically, for our current generation of things, helped do the witty dialogue, like mm-hmm. discussion in the the intricate, like goofy scenario where everyone's sarcastic. And in James Gunn yes. movies, everyone is like somehow amoral at the same time but also having emotions but also all being really funny and nothing's really taken seriously except for one moment in the movie and then like you know and it's and there's always a really nice soundtrack that hits back on your nostalgia but also it's kind of like there's color like it's it's fine he's a good he's a very good director and producer of content i respect him greatly i am just sick of it like at least say what we will about the asshole that is Quentin Tarantino, but he does not make a thousand things over and over again. When Quentin Tarantino makes a movie, it's an event because Quentin Tarantino hasn't made a movie in a hot minute. Um, that's, that's the solution. You gotta you gotta pull back on the fire hose a little bit and right. let people have a little bit of a, a steady stream here instead of instead of right. exposing them down. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this trailer after the podcast and see what I think it's of it. I, I, goofy. I'm sure it's a fine trailer, everyone. Like, don't like jump down my. Well, you can. I don't care. Like, don't jump down my throat. Like James has thick skin; he can handle. Like, it. I don't. I get it. If you all like Margot Robbie, if you all like this current um, Harlequin, if you like all this current Suicide Squad, that's that's your opinion, and I respect all of that. And again, I respect these actors and I respect the like creative integrity of the people who make these versions of these characters. I don't like them. It's tired. It's played like mm-hmm. um, and that's that's my personal thing. Um, and but I'm, I'm going to watch it because I like being proven wrong, too. I think people forget that about me. People are like, you're always very cri- like into the critique and the criticism of things. But I'm like, yeah, I criticize things. But like, good Lord, do I like to be wrong? Like. I love it when a movie it's, tells me. So you have to, you do, but you have to work for it. You want to prove right. you're wrong, you got to work for it. Right. You you ain't going to just sit there and tell me something's good, and then I watch it, and then I don't think it's good, and you look at me, and you're like, but it is good. And I was like, that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I didn't, I saw this. So, okay, you, this is really funny, because you mentioned it coming out, and I looked at it, like when I, I just looked it up on YouTube, and I saw the little, um, the thumbnail for it, like, a while ago 
I just mm-hmm. didn't care. I was just like, oh, Suicide Squad trailer. <laughs> like, I literally, I my brain couldn't figure out what Suicide Squad trailer it was this time. So my brain was just like, why are you putting in this much effort? It's Suicide Squad. Like For the um, monies. I know the shark person has become a meme. Yeah, I think it's because of the show, the the Harley Quinn show, which also isn't good. But like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, the shark is in the show, um, and the shark is also in the Justice League um, Dark movie. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. It's so the, the shark's weird. everywhere. Like um, they had a sexual relationship with Constantine, and that's like that, that, the that, big that's, joke. That's also, and and um, Constantine's like, oh my anyway. goodness. Constantine's like, oh <laughs> my goodness. That's my people, but that's weird. my ex. And like it does make sense in a weird way for Constantine, though he gets into a lot of Constantine humps a lot of things in the movies, um, in the animated movies. Like there's a scene, there's a scene, there's a scene in the the Constantine movie, and I kid you not, everyone, (laughs) the spirit of Los Angeles, who is depicted typically as a woman comes into the restroom with Constantine and she proceeds to get on to straddle on top of him and while humping him starts to tell him the history of Los Angeles and the pain of her people <laughs> while transforming into multiple different people and I'm like who the fuck thought this was like a creative scene like you know someone you know know someone feels like that feels like some old school like like 80s like one of the really artsy comic writers yes it felt like someone someone was writing this and they thought they were the most creative motherfucker on the planet and i was like like and constantine's like just there enjoying himself but also in in, like having a conversation and everything like it's a, wow. it was a weird. I didn't understand the point of the sex. <laughs> like I was like, I didn't it's understand. Shows that he can get off at a lot of people. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It shows that Constantine is the most open-minded individual sexually on Earth, in in the universe. But I didn't see the point. They already told me that because Shark. I mean, I was going to say Shark. Because King Shark. Because he did a shark person. So like yeah. um but anyway, um I I am in a random weird place trivia, by the way. You know, King Shark is originally a superboy villain, like that's, that's what he was. That is a that is a people for people who don't read comics, that is a telling sign. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. shark boy is a that's superboy like a, a, villain. He's not even a superman villain. He's right. like 90s leather jacket superboy villain. That is how you because know. Because he was in Hawaii, and so you needed a guy that made sense in Hawaii, so you got a giant man shark. Did this so happen they before? Chose a shark. Did this happen before yep. or after Street Sharks? You know, that's a good question. I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> because I mean, it might have been like it was the 90s. Though, right. So everything was radical. Everything was radical, and everything was like um, a furry. Like everything was like yeah, anthropomorphized. Everything was like furry or like skateboards, right? Or leather jackets, so or grunge. Like I don't know. I really, um, I, I really don't know how I feel about comic book things right now. I'm in a place where all I of it, all of it melds together. Like I have no. 
I have no energy yesterday. And I don't know if he was trolling me or not, but Arnold's older brother was hanging out with me yesterday. And he just out of nowhere was like, I freaking hate Batman. Like he was like, I think Batman is the stupidest hero ever. Right. And I was like, sometimes he'll troll me like just to see if he can get me riled up. But I have no dog in the fight of Batman. I really do enjoy Batman, but like, I'm not JT. I'm nothing to like defend him. To my mm-hmm. there. JT and, be like those, those fighting words. Right. If you and I have a duel. Right. He was like, he was like, how come Batman just doesn't die? Right. And I was like, well, you know, he trains like a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like it's his thing. Like that's why he he has, my brother just doesn't understand that. Like, because I, we were talking about it in the car when we were living (laughs) together. And I basically like, Brian's like the, the big demon guy, the big alien guy is like, he's super bigger than Batman. I'm like, Brian, you know, there's like martial arts where like, you can like throw bigger people over you and stuff, right? He's like, nah, man. But okay, but here's the thing: Batman doesn't fight the demon. See, like, like the thing was, this is what was bothering me. He kept saying Batman can't fight these certain creatures that are on the screen, like these big demon creatures, right? And I never told him that he could. As a matter of fact, most stories when Batman is fighting a big demon, he never physically fights them. He is always... He throws batarangs and suddenly explode at people. Right. He throws weapons or he outsmarts them or he keeps moving until they have to go fight someone much stronger than him. He he, he types... He he plays like like that that, uh, that... Assassin in League of Legends that doesn't have enough items. Right. And then kites, kites the right. into like Wonder Woman instead. Right. Right. And that's the thing is that Batman doesn't play by the rules. He does not like, you know, he's not a front hole Holy fighter. shit. Batman's talent. Yes. People throwing out shurikens and parkouring everywhere. Yes. Like, and that's the point. That's the point. There you go. Arnold, Arnold, go eat net later now. You can tell. Be like, Brandon, I've got your answer. And and here's the thing. Here's the big thing. I was trying to explain. I was trying to explain to him. I was like, listen, Batman trains himself to peak performance. He obsesses over how to defeat enemies stronger than him. He's been, he's been, you know, like Batman is all about being prepared. He like, he doesn't have to, he's not, he doesn't usually go into the fight like guns blazing. He's like, I'm about to be. Hella paranoid. I'm making up an entire scenario. Of what's right. going to happen? And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. He has been beaten by stronger opponents. Most of yeah, his... he got beaten by like a what's what's the guy with the mask? Bane. Quite Bane. literally, the most famous beating that Batman has ever taken. Um yeah. He's been defeated by um, um, Ra's al Ghul. He's been defeated by Freeze. He's he's weaker than Freeze. He's weaker than most of his villains. Um, yeah, Penguin too, right? No, Penguin never really beats Batman. <laughs> but, um, he has, but it's not a big thing. But like, um, I think the importance behind it is that like, um, Batman's whole thing is, and it's even to the point where it's a meme. Everyone's like, "Oh, Batman can beat anyone if he has enough time to prepare." But yeah, I, I would not want to have an argument with Justin over right Batman. <laughs> but but here's the thing, and I no, tried I to. Chose- I tried to equate it in an easier way. I was like, okay, fine, fair enough. Batman can't beat everybody. I do agree with this. But I was like, Batman is the equivalent in many ways to Captain America, who Mm -hmm. is supposed to be at peak human physical conditioning. He did it through a serum. Batman did it through training. But 
he was like, Brandon got really upset and was like, that doesn't make sense because, you know, Captain America has like a superpower. I was like, it's not a superpower. He's, he literally took drugs. To well, get I think he's, he was trying to, I, he didn't say it, but I think he was trying to say like Superman is enhanced because of the serum. Oh, you mean Captain America? Yeah. But okay. Yeah, but here's America. the thing. Here's the thing, though. What Captain America got was the exact, like the same results as Batman, but just through a different method. You know, um, Batman did it through murder. Captain right. Did it through- he went through the grind. Right. And and no one sits there and goes, "Hey, how does Captain America's shield always come back after he throws it?" Like no one yeah, is there because like the shield's supposed to. There's an explanation. There's there's a, there's yeah there's an explanation. Yeah, there is no explanation. This thing should not bounce back. Yeah, so, somebody had this explanation in comics one time. About right. They're like, what if, what if it absorbs vibration? Why does it do that? Oh, yeah. You and know, they also had an explanation of how he could see faster. Yes. Right. And, <laughs> There's and, a lot of things that when you think about comic books. And that's what that's exactly what I told Brendan. I was like, look, if you think too hard about comic books, you can you can basically explain away anything. You know, and I was like, Batman is just it's hard about, about anything you right. can explain right away things. I mean, comic books, anime, D&D, right, right, capitalism, right. <laughs> um, and that's why, like yesterday, and Arnold can so there was a point where I asked him. I looked him dead in the face. I said, "Okay, you don't like Batman, but I know what heroes he does like because some of them interchange with mine." Um, and I was like, "But you like Nightwing, right?" And he was like, "Yeah." I said. So Nightwing was trained by Batman, right? And he was like, yeah, Nightwing fights the same people as Batman, right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, and Batman is stronger than Nightwing. He was like, yeah. I was like, so why do you like Nightwing? He was like, oh, because Nightwing's cool. And then I just turned away and just never continued the conversation. Oh, wait, that was <laughs> <laughs> I never revisited the same where James turns away and just like presses play again. I yeah, I literally, <laughs> I literally turned away. This was my exact actions. I turned away from him and hit the play button and said, "We're not revisiting <laughs> that." <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, at that point, I knew it was because I I mentioned this too, and I know when I'm hitting the right buttons on people. I was like, people have this unadulterated hate. For Batman, for no reason, they just hate him because I think because he's popular, and I was like, nothing. And I was just like, whatever. I was like, whatever. I was done. But yeah, long story short, I am kind of exhausted of superheroes to this point. Yes. Um, so fair. Yeah. But anyway, so find some comics all about villains. But see, that's but that's what they're doing now. Like and those are comics. Those are shitty ass movies. No, I mean they're doing that in the comics too. Everyone has to be like a, a all the villains are now like good villains. Oh my god! Like Harley Quinn's a perfect example. Like, like they're basically trying to rehabilitate Harley Quinn to being a good person. Like they they they're like because Harley it's Quinn not really that bad. You just thought she was right. She only murdered a few people. You know, like she and they kind of deserved it anyway, so that makes it okay. She's right? a psychiatrist. She's doing self-healing. <laughs> exactly. Like they they try to make Harley Quinn like so not a villain. And it's like it's I'm sorry. She will always be connected to villainry in the she Joker. People with the bat and hammer. Right. Exactly. So it's like and I like her like that. You don't have to make her a good person. Um, but anyway, Dustin, what else news do you have? <laughs> um, 
I have, there's a um, new Melty Blood game on the way. I, did really? you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah, there's a new Melty Because, yeah, you know, they're remaking Tsukihime, which we before, and so they're making a new Melty Blood mm. Mm, I did not know they were I'll, having I'll send you more information on that. I actually meant to send you that earlier this week. I actually apparently did not ever send the link because I intended to because I was getting used. That's why. Um, that's interesting. Didn't know they were making a new multi blood game. It's actually funny seeing the updated art style because even some of the other type moons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm but, interested in art style. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, other big news Marvel. Penguin Random House for a digital, exclusive digital distribution. Oh, so you said Marvel is now with Penguin Random House for an exclusive digital distribution? Yes. Oh, okay. Huh. Actually, no. I'm sorry. It is for uh, Comic Direct Market, apparently. Um, and so there's some questions about this. Um, Hachette is still supplying the graphic novels. Diamond still remains their wholesale to the direct market, but they're going to do like their their some of their sales are going to be through Penguin instead. Oh, okay. And there were some questions about that because um, because Diamond had always been their provider and they're changing yeah. some stuff around. I there. remember. I remember a while ago. There's been some like changing up amongst like comic book distributors. And how they're getting their stuff out. <clears throat> I'm I I don't know where comic books are headed anymore. Like, and I don't mean that in this old man, like, oh my comic books are changing. No, I really don't know. Like, if people care enough to purchase comics, if the distributors care enough to try to keep the comic book shops open, if people mm-hmm. are just bandwagoning on the next movie franchise for comics. Yeah, I worry about that a little bit too. And like, I wonder how well the comic industry has been trying to support their small comic shops. Cause I know like the game industry, like, you know, the like game industry, game, yeah. like does a lot of stuff trying to like support local, like local game stores. Like I know, for example, weird, which is one of our local Georgia companies. Yeah. Um, does a lot of stuff like, hey, send us your receipt from your friendly local game store and we'll send you free stuff. Yeah. To, so you'll support them. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know because when it comes to the comic book industry, it really boils down to graphic novels going into movies, movies mm-hmm. going into games. Going into graphic novels. Going, yeah. Then movies going back into graphic novels after the games. It's like there's a cycle there clearly, and ple- people will go occasionally to buy it, but it's definitely a fad. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, the, the superhero market is saturated, but it really is. I don't know how. I find myself now just wanting to watch an action flick, like an action movie. That has nothing to do with a superhero. They can have you magic know, that's powers. That's actually part of why I liked uh, friggin' um, John Wick because I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's an action movie that's not superheroes." No, don't get me wrong. I will. I will make fun of John Wick fans to the heavens because they think it's the best action movie since sliced bread. But I do like John Wick. I do actually enjoy watching like Keanu Reeves just not not act and kill people. Because I think people need to know that Keanu Reeves is just killing people. And that doesn't... Because you like the murder of another human being, it does not mean someone else is acting well. I just want that to be clarified. And, and, and hear me out here as well. Keanu Reeves is not acting bad. He's acting as Keanu Reeves always has. But, like, I've never... Just murdering groups of people. 
I look, I have been the longest Keanu Reeves fan since I was a child. And people don't think I am because I'll be there and be like, Keanu Reeves is not the best actor on the planet. He's not even close. And they'll be like, you hate Keanu Reeves. Motherfuckers, I was around when Keanu Reeves was on a bus trying to save us from a bomb. I was around Keanu Reeves when he was high going through space-time continuums. So don't tell me. <laughs> like The that, first time. The first time he did it. Not that new remake where he's older. Like, you know, um, I I like Keanu Reeves a lot, but he is he's an actor that I feel knows his thing. He's like, I just do dumb movies. Kind of like, like Ryan Reynolds. Right. Ryan Reynolds has made a fortune of being and not great. And not like you got Ryan Reynolds, I don't think acts i think ryan reynolds comes on set and they put him in costume and then ryan reynolds interacts with the other actors as ryan reynolds <laughs> i think I, they were like i think the only time it's changed is deadpool and then they were like ryan reynolds can you turn your personality up to 30 and he was like yeah sure is that legal? <laughs> can you also put on this Pikachu hat? Right, right. Ryan, <laughs> yeah, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, can you now can you be yourself but turn it down to five? He was like, Yeah, sure, I do that for my kids all the time. <laughs> and it's like, and I love Ryan Reynolds, but it's like, y'all, Ryan Reynolds don't win awards for a reason. Like <laughs> Um but he's, movies be making money. Right. He be making that dough. And I respect him more than a lot of other actors out there. So, like, you don't have to be the top of the line to get top of the line money. Uh, <laughs> but but anyway, um, where was I going with that? We got on the right. Oh, we're talking about comic book shops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I... I don't know how the comic book industry right now will be towards comic book stores. And um, that does worry me a bit. But at the same time, I'm hoping I'm hoping this stuff starts to level out a little bit more. Because, yeah, me too. Like, how do I put it? Don't get me wrong. The 90s were saturated with comics, too. But maybe mm-hmm. because it they was... They were comics, not right, just... Right. It was comics and also we had... The, the the cartoons and yes. I feel that and pers- some video games. yeah and but they weren't even that great like but, no except we're like some limited exceptions yeah but like we had it and it was a big thing and you know people we were trying to cash in on it but it felt like it stayed within the the kids to teenage bubble as opposed mm-hmm. to now they they just try to get everybody in it like and I don't and it's also like everywhere. It's not right. just like oh oh I'm going to a comic shop and there's right. fifty. There's like literally six Spider-Man books every month. It's instead, you know, um, you everywhere you go, it's like hey the next big blockbuster. It's another uh-huh. superhero movie. You go to Target or another store and you just see comic books everywhere. And there's nothing wrong with it um, in the sense of the grabbing a bigger audience. What again? I don't think it's the same as sustainable either. Right. It's not sustainable. And that's my my problem. Not my problem. My concern is that it's not about you getting more fans in. I actually I actually like that, no matter how gate guardian I sound. Um, <laughs> but like I I do enjoy new people coming into the fandom. I'm just worried that if you get people in there that are only there to momentarily be cool. 
the FOMO, the FOMO, the FOMO, if it will destroy what it is, you know, it's possible. It's also Um, possible that it could cause one of those problems where people are like, oh, wow, we're making money hand over fist. Wait, where did everybody? Right. Anymore. Right. No one like is supporting you. It, 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 you can, things can get lost. Um, so yeah, Um, we'll see. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, moving on with some more comic news right quick. Um, because of the saturation of DC and Marvel, we're seeing more indie stuff now. Um, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix, which is an indie comic getting turned into a TV show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hold. I'm going to reserve judgment on that because I don't really know much about it, other than it was written by Mark Miller, and that's about all I know. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, also, Invincible, which was by yeah. Robin Kirkman, is I... getting an actually already has. I think it's out now. There's reviews on it. Um, uh, a Amazon Prime animated series. I'm actually a little more interested in that one because um, I actually like seeing more animated superhero stuff. And um, it tends to be better. It tends to be better. Yeah. And um, Invincible seems promising. It seems like because I mean Robert Kirk- Kirkman has some pretty good writing chops, and um, yeah, and it just seems like it has an interesting kind of concept to it. Yeah, it does a lot with legacies and things. I never, I never was into it. I've known about it for years and always wanted to read it because it just kind of captured me um, from the art mm-hmm. style. I like his suit. Um, yeah, but like I don't know. I if think it's good. a contrast to very brutal violence at points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I laughed, everybody, um, <laughs> previously, because he said um, Justin was saying that Mark Miller wrote something um, because it's Mark Miller. Uh, and I can say this as a person who thought they were a Mark Miller fanboy back in the day. Um, I don't know what Jupiter's legacy is. Um, but I know Mark Miller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Miller likes to, he likes to swear and he likes to kill. Um, <laughs> these things are not wrong. That's his big thing. Think of Quentin Tarantino was dialed up a little bit higher. Um, but not Garth Ennis, not not yeah. sexual, random sexual violence for no reason. Right. Just, it's yeah. So I'm I'm intrigued in these things, and I also am. I don't know if I'm looking forward to the Invincible thing, but I'm curious enough. Yeah, um, I'm curious, and I mean it's on Amazon Prime, which I have. Yeah, I tend to enjoy indie things a lot more lately, um, yeah. and I like them because of their obscurity. Um, but then they don't become then they're no longer obscure anymore and you're like right. oh now it's going to get mass marketed and adapted and and quote unquote unproved I'm at a not? weird place too with them because I want them to do well I want these people to get more money yeah. but you don't want them to do so well that they like milk it till it's I don't, like I'm not concerned about them I'm concerned about companies I think the creators you know yes, true. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the creators I, I would hope have the this is, this is done don't ask for any more. It's done. Go away. I also can't be fully mad at creators for wanting to make money off their stuff. But I um I do always worry. It's like a gaming franchise. You guys have heard me rant on and on about how companies do with gaming franchises. It kind of applies the same way with comic books. So I am interested. I'm going to check that out, too. Okay. Anything right. else? Uh, do you have an example of a Mark, uh, whatever his last name is? Ass. Mark Miller? Um, the one that I remember reading is the original Ultimate Run. Right. Oh, <laughs> you mean the Ultimate, um, the X-Men one? 
No, the um, the Avengers one, the Ultimate. The Avengers. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Avengers. Okay. Um, yes, I'm thinking of that. Um, he's done Civil War. He's done Kick Ass. He did the Ultimate Fantastic Four, if I remember. Oh, yeah. He did. did he wanted. He did want it. He did the Kingsman. He did the Marvel Knights. I laughed at the Ultimate Avengers because there's a notorious part in the Avengers where the blob literally eats the wasp. Like, yes. just eats her. Like, yeah. just chews down on her and crushes her. Um, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like dead, I think, already. And it's like eating the body. It's really gross. Yeah. it's It's very... He likes to... He has the kind of stuff that I think really appeals to like 16 to 25-year-old boys. Yes. Or even earlier, like 12-year-old to 25-year-old boys. Like, it's violent. Like, it's just violent. And he's always making some like edgelord higher-than-thou political statement um, about something. Um, You know how Kick-Ass is all about like, you know, heroes heroes aren't great and like um they in order to be a real hero you have to be able to do these things or something like that like it's not bad stuff as a person who actually read a lot of his stuff but mm-hmm. it is when you get older you kind of like, like other people have done the done deeper things right there in in wanted for instance they never did this in the movie but there's literally an assassin who is made of shit yep like he's thing. he's a poop man. Does he kill them with their with his stench? I forget, but the, the fact that there was a person made of actual excrement. Like, yeah, it's like it's trying real hard to, hard to be edgy. Right, it's like look at this person. He's made of shit. Isn't that like crazy? Um, <laughs> he, he, yeah, uh, but yeah, I I laugh because of that. Anyway, um, anything else, Dustin? Um, one last little random piece of news because you all know how I like to get random pieces of news. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, um, there was a poll in Chile, um, presidential election poll, and the person in the lead right now is this um, journalist turned lawmaker named Pamela. Uh, he he, I think is I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, um, but anyway, um, she is internet famous. Because of doing, when they passed some COVID relief in Chile, she did a Nardo run through Congress. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she was she was also carrying like a flag. She did like a Nardo. That's <laughs> that's actually funny. <laughs> that's I um I just imagine someone playing the ding 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 ding. Yeah, somebody actually dubbed over her for running around Congress with the music. That's amazing. That's um, I, I I like that. That's um, yep. that's funny. I don't know anything about her politics. She may not be <laughs> great. Like, I can tell her, you right now that she stands for the leaf. Apparently, she's affectionately known as the Chilean Hokage. The Chilean Hokage. <laughs> yes. So she's definitely like the Fire Nation. Yes. Um, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. It is kind of amazing, yeah. But all right, all right, um, Arnold. What's your news? Um, so I got a bit of news. Uh, let's start with the easiest one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Atham director will be leaving Bioware. Jonathan Warner, who's been with Bioware for almost a decade, uh, after EA pulled a plug, he uh, 
yeah, he decided that uh, it was his time to leave. Obviously, he didn't say that I'm leaving because of this. He's saying that if this was in the works, I'm moving on to new things. Hmm. But yeah, you know, just more people, <laughs> more people leaving Bioware after EA's mistakes and Bioware's mistakes. Yeah, not surprised. I've heard a lot about a lot of Bioware devs leaving. Yeah, because of that, it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person leaving a a big company is Reggie Filzame, oh. the guy from former Nintendo president yeah. who joined GameStop's board of directors. We'll be stepping down during uh, during the summer, apparently. Y'all got Reggie to leave? Damn. Um, that was because... Reggie's like, I've done all that I can. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm <laughs> done, man. <laughs> My body was not ready. <laughs> Reggie was like, I had a good relationship. And then I met you guys. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Wow. And Reggie stuck with um, Nintendo during the Wii U phase. Yeah, yeah he did. So I'm just saying. He was also just a good hype man. He was a good hype guy. Yeah. Like, like uh, conferences and things. Mm-hmm. Mm. But go ahead, Arnold. Um, uh, this is also quick, I guess. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, the mobile reboot, uh, reboot, has been canceled. Uh, Nexon and Square Enix indicated. That uh, the project didn't meet their expectations, despite uh, it was in the works for about five years. So you guys want to know nicked. what that means? That means they were making money somewhere else, <laughs> and they just what didn't want to put it in. I honestly think it's because Final Four- Final Fantasy fourteen is getting a little bit of a hype train right now um, for people. One, I didn't know. Like, okay, I hate. MMO commercials to begin with. I just do. And I saw a Final Fantasy XIV commercial for some reason. And it was... Have, have I told you guys about this commercial? No, I don't think so. Okay. There's the one Final Fantasy XIV commercial I saw that really irked me. There was okay. a woman going to a gym and she got like a 14-day, 30-day trial or something like that for the gym. And this woman pops up out of nowhere and she was like, that's not a great trial. Look at this. And it shows this guy grunting while working out and someone running on a treadmill. She was like, why would you want those kind of trials? However, and then they start playing the Final Fantasy fourteen music and they show like a dark night. Um, and she's like, this will be a trial that you really want. And this is really pays off because you can do this. Da, 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 da. And I was like, so healthy exercise is bad. <laughs> Sitting in your Final dark Fantasy room. 14. If it's sitting in your dark room, probably getting tilted by some rude people and chat. Sitting there on group time, you're like, okay. <laughs> sitting there all day. Is, and this is not to say Final Fantasy XIV is bad, by the way, people. But um, I, I don't think telling people that working out as a trial run is a bad thing. Like, I don't think that's a good way to equate the two. Um, but anyway, I think it may be because Final Fantasy XIV has gotten a little bit bigger. Um, for the moment, I don't think it'll last. Um, and they're kind of like, they're, they're like, oh, well, we don't have to put in our efforts in Eleven anymore. Um, because all of the Eleven fans are preoccupied with fourteen. Um, also, let's be real, most fun, I think most Final Fantasy mobile games are actually not good, apparently. No. Most 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 Final Fantasy games aren't good anymore. 
<laughs> um, most Square Shots Enix games fired. aren't that good, huh? Said Shots fired. Oh yeah, I'm not even I'm not even mincing words. A lot of Final Fantasy games are not that good anymore. A lot of Square games are the that only good mobile Final Fantasy game I want to play is port of one of the old games where there wasn't much to like worry about anyway. So it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a port of an old game. I wouldn't mind a revamp of an old game that's not seven. Um, you know, I almost bought the although don't be Fantasy. careful. Sorry, go ahead, Arnold. Uh, I uh. I almost bought the Final Fantasy Tactics that was on mobile, but apparently, like, it runs fucking horribly. Yeah, that's a uh, real bad port. Yeah, um, that's really good. They had a good port for the PSP, too. Like, it was, like, a legit good port I on the know. PSP, of all places. I don't know what Square Enix be doing sometimes, because they, they'll give me stuff like Octopath Traveler and mm-hmm. um, the new um, Project... Um, is it Project Triangle? Um... Um, yes. That I'm really into, like uh, triangle strategy. I think. Yeah, right. yeah, triangle strategy. I'm really Which, into those. You know what's funny is the last game they were like, "Don't worry, this is a filler title. We'll change it before release." And then they didn't. So this <laughs> game made us be triangle strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I, I like those games, but then Square they do those games though, and they hide them away a little bit. But then they'll promote turning every turn-based game into an action RPG. And I'm like, yeah. So, who knows? We'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, go ahead, Arnold. Uh, transition from the PSP. Uh, Sony uh, reportedly will be shutting down the digital storefronts for PS3, PSP, and the Vita. Um, they'll be shutting down in July and August. So, people who still use those consoles, uh, if you want to Continue to buy digital games. You might as well buy all of them that you want for those consoles. Because wait a uh, second, during the summer, go ahead. Sorry, Arnold. Go ahead. Uh, during the summer, they will be shutting down those storefronts. Okay. Question: I've been mm-hmm. getting a lot of youngins talking to me enraged about this, which I understand that part. Well, okay. I we'll get into why I get it, but also you don't, don't need get to be it. that angry about it. Um, I get it. But I thought they had shut it down that week. It's until August? No, July and August. July? Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay, this is also one of these conversations that um, Arnold's brother brought up to me. Um, he brought it up to me, and another um, another kiddo that I know brought it up to me. And I get their legit anger about it. Um, uh, the, the other time might have been when they were updating the digital storefront. It wasn't about the update. Um, it was definitely about the shutting down. Um, and and I get it on one hand. Let me defend the people who are mad about this for a minute. And if I'm mm-hmm. correct, if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong in this and you have other reasons for it, please, you know, clarify for me. But people who are upset about this is kind of like, oh, these, these older games I may want to play, these digital games I want to play. Um, they're removing them from a system that I still use and still operate. Um and I, I do actually understand that. That can be very frustrating, particularly if you don't have a lot of money and you can't afford a newer system. Um, and because, you know, everyone likes to fucking protect their Sony masters, Sony is not backwards compatible a lot. Um, and actually, it was really funny. I was talking to the kiddos about it, and they were saying how Sony is always known for its backwards compatibility. And I was like, actually... Not really, because it's only for one system. Like, people don't think of this. 
only the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2 are directly compatible backwards. Every other system has been compatible with something else, but not the other, if that makes sense. So the PS3 mm-hmm. is not backwards compatible with the PS2, but it was backwards compatible with the PlayStation. People forget this. That does not make backwards compatibility your thing. If anything, it makes you confusing. Like, why can I play... On- oh, I can play PlayStation games. Cool. <clears throat> what about PlayStation games? No. No, the technology for PlayStation and PlayStation 3 are so similar, but for some reason, we can't figure out the one for the system that came out before this one. You know, it is... Every remedy that was like a new version that you had to pay more for. They may have. Wasn't wasn't the first edition of the PS3 able to do that? It was just too expensive to make? I don't think so. Even if it was, that means they still didn't release it on market. You know what I mean? Like... My big thing. I, mean, I could be wrong, by the way. I don't I'm remember sure. being able to, and I've ha- I I played the PS3 quite a lot. Um, it was the last PlayStation system I had faith in. Um, but, um, like, and I don't have a problem with PlayStation not being backwards compatible. I like Nintendo products. Hello, um, but like, I think my big issue is that this is not new. Um, a lack of backwards compatibility is not new for a system, um, except for Xbox. I think Microsoft overall has always been backwards compatible. Um, but not being able to play old games on a new system isn't new. But also a company shutting down servers is not new either. And I was talking with Arnold's brother about it, and he was really upset because he was like, the PlayStation 3 isn't even that old. I was like... I think it's pretty old. Um, like <laughs> I don't want to look that up now. I just don't. Oh, I looked it up. I think I was 19 when I bought my PlayStation 3, Ooh, if I'm no correct. Like, yeah, the PlayStation was launched in November 26, 2006. Right. Yeah. It's. I won't say how old that is. You can do the math. It's <laughs> older than you think it is. It's old. So shutting down your servers for an old system when you have literally two other systems that you have to maintain makes sense from a financial standpoint and people i think i had to explain this i am all about archival of video games i'm all about preservation like preservation of older games and bringing older games up to newer systems but then you have to want them to bring them to the newer systems you don't want them to keep maintaining an older system um because of just logistics. If you're making, think about this people from a business standpoint, because this is how this works. Um, if you're making 15% off of the PlayStation 3, if your growth, like your, your net profit is coming from the PS3, but you're making like 65, 70% off the PS4, because let's be real, no one can get a PS5. Um, <laughs> you're making that much off your PS4. As a company, why would you take those resources to the PS3? Because that's a maybe market, right? They're not going to support a maybe market. Why do you think there's so many superhero movies out right now? Because that's not a maybe market. You will make money from it. Um, and so I think... Somebody will be to see it, even yeah. if they shouldn't have. Right. And so that's going to happen. Um, and that's kind of how I see it from their perspective. I personally don't like it. I would have preferred it, you know, if I owned a company, I would always try to make servers that keep up old games, but that's me and I'm not a money hungry person for a company. 
Um, also, what did you guys expect? And I'm tying this into Arnold's news because I just thought about this. Um, what mm-hmm. do y'all like expect from a company that's buying up Evo and um, and Funimation? Um, because Sony is under questioning about this actually, because like monopolizing, like destroying, like they people are afraid that Sony is going to disrupt the anime market. Like, for and you know, for good reason. Apparently, there's antitrust talk among FCC again, and that may not bode well for Sony. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it's not. This is not spectacular new news from Sony's end of doing this. Um, a lot of companies do this. Nintendo has shut down servers for their old handhelds and stuff like that. Didn't they already acquire Crunchyroll? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they want Funimation now too. They have Funimation, I think. Mm. I think they have it. And then actually, Microsoft is in the works of thinking of buying up Discord. Yeah, I heard about that. So I don't like that. it's getting weird, folks. Monopolies. It's not just the game. Uh, but yeah, Cyberpunk more reality than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Arnold. Also, uh, real quick, because I was actually looking that up, the original fat PSG model. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it was comp- it was it supported PS1 and PS2 titles. But did it support all of them? I remember it supporting some. Uh, it does not clarify that, okay. unfortunately. I remember it only supporting a few. I do not remember it supporting all PS2 games. Did it support Budokai? <laughs> no, it did not. Did it? That's the reason I hate it. <laughs> did it support Shenmue? No, it didn't. Actually, um, I think Shenmue was Dreamcast game originally. and Xbox yes. and Xbox. That's I actually played on the Xbox. Um, I yeah, I don't think it was. It was a Dreamcast game originally. Um, Xbox, also known as Dreamcast Two. Um, yeah, it really was. Because <laughs> like Dreamcast died, and Microsoft was. Like, all these games sitting around, no system. Play them all. We'll play them all there. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's yeah, it's, it's called it's, Dreamcast too. Basically, if you look at the lineup of Dreamcast games, then you look at the lineup of the, um, Xbox. A games. lot of them wound up on Xbox. Yeah, yeah mm, a lot of okay. them on Xbox. Um, what else you got, Arnold? Uh, so this is. Uh, I think you would appreciate this, James. And uh, this is just some I grabbed because I thought you'd like. Uh, hey, because you know the video game awards were. Uh, you know, they might have been rigged mm. for a certain game. Oh, really? Really? Oh, man. Really? Wait. Are you <laughs> saying that people fluff up hyped up Oscar bait video games in order to win awards? No. Of course. No, what game, Arnold? What game? Uh,. Wait, are you making the joke, or do you want me? To oh, I was trying it? to keep up this bit. I already know oh. what game you're talking about, but I was like, "Go ahead, what game?" <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly what the BAFTA Game Awards are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Hades uh, wins Best Game of BAFTA Game Awards 2021. Yeah, I heard about that. So BAFTA is another area of um, like recognition for video games, mm-hmm. um, and it like I heard that Hades got a lot of rewards. Yeah, it won best game, artistic achievement, game design, narrative, and performing a uh, performer in a supporting role for Logan 
Cunningham. I don't know what that is. Yeah, if I'm correct, BAFTA is um like the British Academy Film Awards or something like that. So you get things that like have different um artistic value. So you won't oh, always yeah. just British get them. Academy Films Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I am not surprised that Hades did well. I think I want to say um, Last of Us also got something from BAFTA, which is not surprising. Because, yeah, of course it did. Yeah, it's it's yeah. most troubling production. <laughs> I uh, if only if only, um, but yeah, I know that like they won quite a lot um, of things, which I am very happy about. That um, Hades won some stuff. I know on here people may think I don't like Hades. I don't. It, that's not it. I like Hades. I like Hades a lot. Um, you just played it so much, you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I never want to touch it again. But like, uh, <laughs> but like, I'm very happy that they did so well. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of the awards. Like Last of Us. Oh my God, why does the Last of Us win Best Development Team? Do they know? What development team means? <laughs> They're trying to give it to the people like we know we know you were traumatized. This <laughs> is true. They might be trying to reward those people. Um yeah, Gen Z won the award for Hades for best artistic achievements in a video game. Um the audio team for the development team um of Ghost of Tsushima won an achievement. Hades won best development. Um not sorry. Hades won best game in two thousand. Oh, that's what. Okay, I was reading it wrong. Last of Us Part Two won best animation in two thousand um, twenty-one, which I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, best game was Hades. They put a lot of money in that game, so yeah, they put a lot of everything in that game. Um, best British game, um, Sackboy won. Hey, huh. that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they apparently reward games in different ways over there. Um, Amazing. Which, yeah, best family game actually was Sackboy, which makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Gaming, games Beyond Entertainment, Animal Crossing New Horizons won. Um, Animal New Horizon won best multiplayer game. Best music was in Spider-Man. Uh, that's, that's whatever. I'm not going to crap on them. Um... Wow, yeah, wow, okay, Laura Bailey won Best Performer, as she probably should. She does good work. Um, Logan Cunningham in Hades. Um, just looking at it, um, excuse me, everybody, I'm just impressed that I watched an award event that had Last of Us in it, and Last of Us only won, like, two things. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I do like that, Arnold. Thank you for sharing that. No problem, oh. Um, anything else, Arnold? Yeah, we have two more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the wake of Google fucking up and closing all their shit, uh, so they no longer have, have IPs and their own works, just they're just gonna focus on third parties. Amazon Games has opened up their own Montreal studio oh, for the upcoming. Uh, you know they're making Luna Echo, whatever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their own version of online streaming games mm-hmm. basically like stadia yeah that being said i don't know their market like how the their market's gonna work i think it's just subscription based hmm. instead of i pay for a subscription and then pay for the full price game but i'm not sure we'll see how that goes 
Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. I actually will restrain mm-hmm. my comments. I'm interested. <laughs> so hold back for now. Give yeah. them a little I'll um, give breathe first. Yeah. Breathe, strike them down. Yes, for a smoked. Um, but yeah, what else, Arnold? And last but not least, uh, there's also Ukimi Nakamura launching her own studio. Uh, former, she was the former creative director of Ghostwire Tokyo. For those of you who don't know, that is the the cute lady that popped up at E3, and she was like very fumbly, and everyone was like, "Oh, she's so wholesome, she's so cute." Yeah, she's all right, but like, <laughs> um, she pop, her popping up and starting her own dev studio. I have no that's a that's a neutral statement because I don't I don't know how good she is yet. I will see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if she's great, it'd be great. Um, but this is a bigger trend of things that has been happening, um, in the gaming cosmos, as it were, there's a lot of developers right now that are from bigger studios or from bigger titles that are branching off and making their own development studios themselves for video games. And I am in a mixed area with this because it means quality, talented people are leaving, like this woman and other people, to make their own studios um, from other companies that produce games I may enjoy. But on that same flip side, I am also happy about it because it may create more independent um, competitiveness amongst gaming companies. Like... I think it's a good thing that she's leaving and that other comp- other people are leaving to make their own development studios because we're going to get a lot more indie studios that are developing stuff that can compete or will start to compete with either each other and other AAA studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think I take from this. Um, <clears throat> I don't know enough of her other work to care about her fully as a developer. I was never on the hype train for her adorableness. Um but I, I hope she does well, and I hope people try to beat her at her at the same game because then that creates more friction amongst companies, which creates better video games for us at cheaper prices because they want us to play them. Um, so that's what I'm looking into this as, and I'm I'm hoping that it happens because <clears throat> a lot of World of Warcraft developers have done it, like. There's a lot of developers in in the gaming cosmos that's been branching off to create their own stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Hopefully, it's good games though, because uh, <clears throat> I recall, I don't remember the person's name, but the guy who left Assassin's Creed and he made that Ancestors game where you play as a monkey and oh, you just yeah. like evolve through things. But the game is so like, yeah. <laughs> it, he literally tells you nothing. Yeah. Like, there's stuff to do. But you don't get told anything. And then when the game got poor reviews, he, like, first, he was saying that most of these reviewers didn't even play the game. And second, he had the audacity, or she, I don't know who it was, they, they had the audacity to say that there were, they were used to having higher scores. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, I heard about this. Um, I don't think this will happen with the other game developers. Um, but yeah, hopefully we do get good games. I don't want an indie development studio that just does indie games to be doing indie games. Mm. Um, but hopefully we'll get some good productions. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm curious. Because indie can be good, but indie is not going to be 
people we like to praise a lot of indie games, but they're mm-hmm. not always good. Right, and all triple A's aren't bad. Um I'll say, mostly bad. I'll say something real quick here because I've been debating on doing it today myself, um, because just the funds being tight. But people say they want something, and then it comes out and you're full of shit. You don't want it because no one buys it. Um and I don't mean that in anyone in particular. I'm just saying this in general for gamers. But the reason I say this is because Wonderful 101 is on the Switch. And a lot of people are always like, I want Platinum Games to do more weird, quirky games. Well, Wonderful 101 is as quirky as it gets. Um, and it's on the Switch. And apparently no one's been buying it because you can get the physical copy of the Switch from Amazon and... Uh, GameStop for $15 right now. It is 63% off. Meaning they have a boatload of them sitting in the background. Meaning no one's been buying these games. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, take it or leave it. Like, I don't, I'm not a big purveyor of Wonderful 101. But what I am saying here is, is that like people... And, and this is another thing, too. I was telling the kids about this. It comes back to the Sony cutting down their servers. People say they like old school games. People say they like weird games. People say they like indie games. Blah, 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 blah. But if you don't give any money to the companies at any point, like, you know, you don't have to at the very, very start. But at some point, if you really love something, you should put some money into them because then that lets them know that people want it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it lets them know that people will do it. Now, you know, you get some weird things that happens um, from some Japanese companies that are just like, well, you know, Americans, they're real stupid. They don't play these games. They won't get them. You know, like literally, literally. Huh? Like Earthbound? (sighs) It took forever for it to come over here in the States. Earthbound's not even that good. Anyway, I was going to say. (laughs) Wait, did you just say what? Oh, what? I didn't Wait, say anything. Did that was, what? That was, Kingdom Hearts is garbage. But like, you know, like Final Fantasy VII is not that good. Um, <laughs> I just got so many fans that just started like lighting torches. Um, hey, man. So <clears throat> suck. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like you kind of have to vote with your wallet at times when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully people will purchase these things and stuff in the future. But anyway, yeah. Um, that is our news. Let us jump into our patch notes. Patch notes is part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been up to. I remember Dustin telling me before we started the podcast that he has patch notes. He sounded excited. I know. I actually have patch notes. What would you like to tell us, Dustin? Oh, um, so I was going to say in my patch notes, I have actually caught up on Jujutsu the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you were talking to me about how you were reading Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, um... It's all right. <laughs> like, I just want to say that. Like, if people like it, I'm glad they like it because it's all right. But um, it's not. It's very much a shonen like series. 
Um, and it's, and that's not like a derogatory statement. It's just like it's got all the um, all the uh, the tropes, the trappings, yeah, the, the tropes, trappings. tropes and the trapping. I oh, that am... sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like an episode title, the tropes and trapping. Anyway. I'm not as far as Dustin probably, but I am pretty in, into Jujutsu Kaisen, and I agree. It's it's fine. It's fine. I want to kick it out of bed. No, <laughs> like, go ahead. I was gonna say it did have a weird moment, and I will try to be as spoiler free as possible. But there was an arc, and there's a fairly recent arc. So if you're watching the anime, they want. Oh yeah. Cover your ears for a minute because I don't want to spoil it for you because it's not yeah. it's not sure. It's you get spoiled. Um, spoiled. <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot of Attack on Titan. Not not um I'm going to be super edgy for the sake of being super edgy, but like let's see how many characters we can kill off. Yep. in one arc. Mm. This is where I stop reading. <laughs> and um, I won't say anybody think, but like there's a lot of it's like a moment where I was couple things when this happened i was like okay they just want to make it this oh. is a serious like oh i'm sorry you broke up you broke up for a second what did you say oh, i was gonna say um it was odd because there's a moment where i was like oh okay i understand this is a serious arc and they need to like have the impact here and sometimes when you're writing for impact you take a like a supporting character and you kill them off for the sake of going oh this is a really um dire situation right right um, they get to a point where I'm like, are y'all gonna have supporting characters left? Or are you just look like kill <laughs> right. This arc right. So they there's some character death in that arc. I know what arc you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This was where I got tired of it, actually. This is where I it went from, haha, this is funny. This is like this stupid little action shonen that has some fun moments, to where I was like, Oh, you think you're being an adult because you murder people. Mm-hmm. That has something to say about how we live our lives as human beings. Like yeah. I was like, there's a death of a character that I really enjoy. Like easily my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure Dustin knows who I'm talking about. Um, Probably. This character was done well, was one of the few reasons I read it. And they just, they killed them. Like, Given the creature that they were fighting was strong, but it was just, they just killed him. And I was just like, oh. They just came out of like left field. Right. And I was just like, and it wasn't, it wasn't left field as in like, oh, this was well done. It was left field as in like, I don't know what's going on. In, particularly in that arc, I don't know what's going on. Like, there, yeah, I was going to say, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there's no clear track to what, they're all in the same place, by the way. And I still don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, but, there's some weird time yipping mm-hmm. around a little bit, which I think is a little too disorienting, all things considered. Yes. Um, yes. That's one of my big critiques with that arc. I didn't have that critique previously because it didn't happen before. Right. Um, another critique I have with that with this arc, and it's not unique to Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm going to clarify here. This is not a problem which, oh, this person did this. How could you do this? Mm-hmm. This is a problem that, Kubo had with Bleach, problem that Oda has with One Piece sometimes, mm-hmm. in that there are moments where I'm like, is this character dead? I think this character is dead. And then oh, they show up again and it's like, no, they're not dead. Okay. Yep. Uh, they're not dead, actually. Oh, wait, no, they are dead. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. 
There's a point, and I don't know if you're talking about the same part that I'm going to go into. There's a point where a character who's from the past is technically resurrected again. And Krillin? No, no. Like, there's this character... Okay, so there's a character um, in Jujutsu Kaisen that is powerful because he has no powers. Like, yes. that's he's, his he's, Rock, he's straight up like Rock Lee if Rock Lee was a murderous assassin right. instead of a cool karate guy. Right. Now, I won't say that he's not cool. Because no, he oh my God. He's really cool. Yes, one of my favorite characters, hands down, because he he encompasses what Jujutsu Kaisen actually is. It's not a deep story about life. It's about cool dudes killing people. That's what it's about. With weird curse powers, where right. like you get stronger if you're like, so here's how my power works. Right. Now you know how my power works, so you got to play by my rules. So. Right. And so it is not by any means to say like it was um that character isn't interesting or fun. They are. But the way that the story presented them was that's a thing that happened in the past. We have addressed this and we move on. But what it feels like is the mangaka was like, well, I really like drawing that character. Guy is really cool, and I really want to put him in the past. Oh no! Why did I put him in the past? This character could be here now. Oh, magic! And like you know, the character's there, and it's all happening in the same arc that two other big events are happening. Yes, Um, and it's it's, it's so much going on in that arc. It's it's, the it's it's the Shinobi War, and we're not that far into the series, right? It's the Shinobi War in One Piece. It's how Attack on Titan is for a large portion of it. What is it? Uh, Marine, uh, was it? Uh, Marine Ford. Marine Ford, yeah. Yep, when they Where there's so face. much going on and you're like, I don't even know anymore. It's like there's too much going on. You can't process the events. So you can't care about any one event strongly enough. You know, and this is a theme that's happening in manga a lot lately. And I don't know if it's the mangaka trying to spread out their stress level from covering one story perfectly, mm-hmm. or if it's they just think that their fans are just wanting snap like events that happen. Um, but it's weird, and it's this arc that Dustin was talking about is what drove me away from Jujutsu Kaisen. Like mm-hmm. It, it legit made me not want to read it anymore. Um, because this was like, you know, this was this was the mid-arc, technically. Yeah, this, this like, felt like a finale, too. That right. was the weird thing, too. I was like, it was, the, I, it was one of those moments where I was like, is this the end of the series? I made a joke, actually, with um, the kids I talked to. I was like, I think only, like, female mangaka know how to end stories. Yeah. Like, Demon Slayer, Fullmetal Alchemist, mm-hmm. like Sailor Moon, pretty much ends well. Like, I was like, I think even Yasha ended okay. Inu Yasha ends pretty well. Yeah, um, Kogias has some weird trippings, but like it ends pretty well. Like I'm like, I'm like, do do like male mangaka not know how to end their stories? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just weird. But um, uh, speaking of ending stories, um, little side note: I forgot it in the patch notes, or not patch notes, the next issues. But um, I'll put it in patch notes because I've been reading it. Um, officially announced last arc of My Hero Academia. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's almost over. Yeah, the manga's almost. Over. I can get back to reading it. I can't. When I finish My Hero, I'm going to finish Promise Neverland and. 
then I'm going to, you know, I told everyone I need to get on this. I'm going to start rereading Dragon Ball. But I'm just not going to touch any new manga until I finish the ones I have. Yeah, that's probably for <laughs> I don't want to read no more of these things. Um, um, good. There's another manga. Actually, no. Manwa. Um, there's a manhwa I started reading a few weeks ago that I don't think I mentioned, um, but I'm going to read some more of it, and I'll have more on it later. It is the uh, if anybody I'm not going to leave you hanging, um, but it is the, uh, the the breaker. Actually, it's a kung fu. I think I've heard one. of this one. I think I've read this. One. I think I've um, read the breaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually like it pretty well because it's very hold up. Very, very <laughs> you hold up, okay? Because you mentioned this, um. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Oh my god, I used to read the breaker. I used to read the breaker. I I started started reading it. I started reading it maybe like a week or two ago. Yeah, I started reading it maybe a year after it came out or whatever. And this was my height of like being into like martial arts manga. And it's good for that. It's like just straightforward martial arts action. It's it's actually pretty good. It's yeah, um, it's it's better than some of the other manga. And you know why? Because all it wants to be is cool and have fight scenes. It it's it's a um Usha movie, basically. Yes. Because yes. it's like there's this dude and he's the master of all these different styles, but he's kinda like Vash the Stampede or Roman yes. Kitchen and he doesn't really care. Um Does he and get so a, he's just trying to a student? his own little life. He gets a student. Yeah, this one kid is like the the like wimpy kid. Yes, and so he wants to learn how to like defend himself, and he's yes. like, oh, "Oh yeah, like no, you can't do this." And he's like, "Well, if you if you prove your devotion by jumping off a bridge, yeah." And he's like, "This kid's gonna back off." And he jumps off the bridge. And yes. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I'm going back and reading that again. Yeah, Breaker is actually pretty. I important. like the Breaker because it is. It's what Jujutsu Kaisen and a lot of these manga want to be, but it doesn't try to be deep. Like, I think this dude always walks around with his shirt open and he's smoking a cigarette, but he's like a yeah. martial art master. And like, he's supposed to be a teacher, too, and he's right. always like a bad, bad example. <laughs> yes! It's back in the time when... Two, it was... 2000s had some weird manga and anime. They were either really bad, as like they had a lot of social issues and stuff like that, or they were like mm-hmm. they were like this. They're like the breaker, where it was just like if you explained it to someone, they would roll their eyes and walk away. But like yeah. if you actually you actually read it, right? It's just dumb. <laughs> I I'm reading the breaker. Again. It's also got a sequel series, which I don't know how the sequel series, but I would be curious because if it's anything as good as the first, probably not. Stuff like The Breaker and Rebirth are what got me into Manwa. And it's probably why I don't like Webtoons that much. The Manwa and Webtoons is because those Manwa feel... They feel different. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to put my finger on it. But, um, but yeah. Oh, you man. The vibes of like martial arts movies, definitely, though. Like, there's one dude who's got... Like, uh, he's an early antagonist, too. He's got, like... He's mastered like one of those styles. It's all focused on like grip strength. Yes. And so he like grabs, he'll grab somebody and like just crush their like arm or whatever. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> but he's like trained so hard to do it. Like... Oh no, Destiny broke up. I said, but there's like this whole little bit where he like he rapidly, so he get revenge, and so like his uh, his uh, he's breaking his hands basically by doing it. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, I remember this. Ah, oh, okay. It's a good. It's a. Good it's good. It also does some good. 
Um, there's a few parts where he does really good um, contrivances, which I know it sounds mm-hmm. usually used negatively. So why the fights aren't like really over very quickly? Because the 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 teacher character, he's not really the main character. It's that other, yeah, he's sort of like the like the the deuteragonist. Like he's the yeah, secondary he's the deuteragonist that brings you into the story, but we focus yeah. on the main character. Yeah, yeah, and he he's like really 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 good. And martial arts and so there has to be reasons why he doesn't just wreck everybody yeah it's there's 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 a thing to have cliche contrived situations if you do them well enough it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um and the breaker does that very well hell trails does that very well um but okay i won't get too excited because i i like the breaker I'm going to reread the Breaker. Not a I want to go back and read more of the Breaker because it's it's, 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 it's there. It's God, just, it's older, I forgot so. about ah when you said it. I was like, my brain was like the Breaker, and like all the little hamsters on the wheels like stopped, and they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but okay. I think if there was something else that I want, so I don't think so. I think that's it. For okay, mostly manga, mostly manga heavy. Okay, okay. Um, Manwa. Arnold been up to anything? Uh, not much. Just <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to beat Darkest Dungeons. I played Little League. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm I go. A, I'm gonna I'm see if I can. I'll, maybe I'll rank this season. I don't know. Okay, okay. I've I've been debating that myself, but League I'm, is I'm a... just wondering if it's worth. Do you want to duo Arnold and get salty together? Sure, because at least we'll be spreading the salt. All right, that's cool. You always at need that. Both have high blood that's right. That's right. And I don't mind if you KS if we go up and rank. <laughs> Arnold <laughs> laughs. Arnold's like, Arnold's like, I'm taking a night, bot. Um, yeah, um, have you heard of my Garen support? <laughs> <laughs> um, just ult the eighty carry when he's fucking under execution health for justice. Um, I actually are... told um, ha- um, Holloman as well on uh, friends. Friends, mm-hmm. he said, "Arnold, why don't you pick up a new champion?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna pick up a new champion." He's like, "Who is it? Like Diego?" I'm like, "No, I'm picking up Garen, man. Play lame, <laughs> win games." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of all these dashes, man. Man, I really, there's I could so fucking many reset dashes. Dash. There's so many dashes in the league now. It's like everyone's fast. Isn't there just yeah. an item now that's like, hey, yes. you know what? You yeah, didn't have a dash. Have a dash. Every yeah, the dash has two dashes. You had two dashes. Now you have three. Every every class has a dash in the game now. Like my favorite boy Shen, he got a dash, but it's on like a 20 second cooldown. Yeah. Don't reset. Aurelia. I kill a minion, I reset. Everyone has a dash now. Everyone. 80 carries can build an item to get a dash. They all got dashes. Dash. And Maybe. people who don't need dashes got dashes. Right, right. <laughs> Champions. Darren, <coughs> Darius, they got dashes now if you build an item. Yeah, actually, all of Darius's things are supposed to be because he doesn't have a dash. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then Riot said, make <coughs> people Sorry. cry. Yeah, Riot right now, I don't know they know what they're doing anymore. Like, Welcome to the new game, League of Jordans. Y- y- yes. Yes. <laughs> um, well, okay, I'll get into my patch notes for a bit. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Trails in the Sky. I know I kind of hinted at it all the time on the podcast. Um, and at one point, I do want to do it justice, because Trails <laughs> in the Sky is such a good video game. 
Um, even just from a story perspective, if this was a book, I would read it. Like, I would just read it as a story. And I'm near the end of the second game. And I don't know where they're going to go with the third game. Like, it has me both worried and happy. Because... You're, you're both you're both excited, but also concerned. Right. Because the, the first two games alone mark a full-on story. And they have a lot of reveals. And I won't on the podcast reveal any of the story plot points. But if you like video games, and if you particularly like JRPGs, Final Fantasy, Tales of, all that stuff, you owe it to yourself to play this game. This These games, and you have to play, sadly, you have to play all three. Like You cannot play the first one and just be done. Um, because they all are interconnected story-wise. Um, and the storytelling is done so methodically and so well-paced that everything builds up at every point. It's like they took a fine-tooth comb and they went through everything. Um, from the fact that the magic system is still tied into the story several times over, um, from both the mundane to the magical, um, the big spectacular stuff, um, the main character, she is done well for a 16-year-old protagonist because there's moments where she's very immature and very optimistic and very like goku like luffy friendly like naruto Mm -hmm. like never give up and help her friends but at the same time she sometimes cries and she's upset sometimes she wants to be tough sometimes she wants to be like ladylike if she feels like it um they'll sometimes talk about like there's a joke about like how masculine she can be, but then she gets pissed off because, you know, she doesn't want to be seen that way for herself personally. Um, and she has nuances to her character. Like she is a, she's a strong character. Um, and she's a strong female character and she's a strong warrior character. Like, and then at the same token, she has annoying moments because she's 16. Like there's moments where she's fighting with like this 15-year-old, 14-year-old girl that has a crush on her crush. And she says things like, I'm watching you. And it's like really like cringy. I'm like, don't say that. That's stupid. <laughs> like, like, why would you say that as your defense? But it's like, it's, she's 16. Like, she speaks in memes. You know, like, it's it's fine. <laughs> like, it's, and it's, it's so well done. She alone is a phenomenal character. But then her... Her um her love interest, who we'll call him the Sasuke element of the story, is no, done no. perfect. No, that's the thing, Arnold. They do edge lords well in this, and I mean every edge lord is done well in this story. Look, man, how many bells does he have? He doesn't have any bells. Then he's but, a bad edge lord. But he does. But he does have a scarf. Mm, okay. How long is the scarf? Is, oh, the scarf. Yeah. The scarf, Arnold, is long. And guess uh, what? For his suit. They give they all get kind of like upgrades to their suits in the second game. That's mm-hmm. his upgrade. It's just the scarf. <laughs> that's pretty fucking edgy. All right. And he uses two swords. Yep, that's got that's even a, more. That's one hundred one basics. And he space and he specializes in stealth. So okay. mm. yeah. we're getting there. We're He's getting very there. edgy. Um, in okay, fifty this, points. This, from this is the a, this is a small spoiler. If you ever want to play this game and go completely spoiler free, and I will say it's worth it. I will spoil this one part so everyone who doesn't care cover yours. Um, his brother-in-law technically is one of the sword masters in the world, and he's the other edge lord. And he has a choker on while wearing a trench coat with no shirt on underneath. 
What the fuck? So when I say, all right, what they're, did Dante? They're all, all. There's two edge lords, and he's done well too. They're all done well. They're does he all at least the, have belts since he got a trench coat? He does have a belt. Okay. Um, there's another swordsman who's the more um big broadsword yielding dude, and he has a good story. They all are well done characters. Um, the overpowered characters, there's reasons for why they don't like just flat out jump into every single fight and do something, but they're also not so overpowered that like you can't imagine at some point these people being defeated. Oh, that's um, a good balance. Right. It's a very distinct balance to do. Um, and in other people's eyes, they'll go, oh, these characters are overpowered. But if you think about the writing for it, you understand, for instance, like there's these there's these um, villains that you meet and you fight them in the second game. Um, and every time you fight them, they're fine. They don't they don't care. They're like, ha 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 ha. Bye. Um, but like um, they do the second time you fight them, they're like. Oh wow, you actually like made me like sweat a little. Now I'll go to my full form, you know, the freezer stuff. And so it's like, oh, so as you progress, you know you're going to have a showdown with each of them. And they all have narrative reasons for being around. There's a few, of course, contrived things, like this is a big branching story. Everything can't be completely perfect. Um but even those things, even the cliche contrived moments are so perfectly done and well-rounded that I just love this series. It's going to be, it's already in my top three RPGs. Um, it will probably be number two or one by the time I'm finished with the whole thing. Um, mm. Like it easily eclipses all your standard best JRPGs ever, you know. I, it's not unheard of for me to say I don't love Chrono Trigger. I highly respect it. I love Chrono Trigger as a game, but it's definitely like on the low. Well, I'd say low end. Like that's a lie. It's in my top. It's like the low of the top. Yeah, it's in my top. It's just not at the top of there. Um, but it's so well done. It's well paced. The characters are done perfect. I recommend anyone try this game out. Um, but yeah, that's Trails. Um, I have watched the Dota two animation the cartoon that is mm. um on netflix it's done by the same same team that did um voltron and it's pretty good um it, it i don't play dota i'm not into dota um i play dota's copycat that did it better i guess but it's refreshing to play a game that isn't completely anime ish if that makes sense um, since it's done by the same studio that did Voltron, of course, it looks a little bit anime. Um, the character designs look like several characters from Voltron just literally hopped over into the fantasy world unless they're sci-fi world behind. Um, it is, it's good. It's good actions. People were comparing it to Castlevania for some reason. And I'm like, they're not, they're not even the same type of game first off, but also like, like the writers are different. And the concepts are different. Top, like people are like, it tried to be Castlevania, but it doesn't have that same magic. I was like, yeah, but it's still good as itself. Um, so far, I'm three episodes in, and I'm very annoyed by only one character and her posse. Um, there is a um, character, an elf, who's supposed to be like wanting to return her people home. Like, of course, elves are ostracized because. 
people think that's still unique, but it's not anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, that's overdone. Dragon Age killed it. Like, a lot of things did it already. What again? They murdered it. Yeah, they murdered it. Um, Literally. But, like, um, it... It's... Her character is annoying. I don't like her. I also don't know if the writers... I'm not part of a polyamorous relationship. I know people who are. Mm -hmm. I have seen them interact with their significant others. I don't know if the writers know how poly... And I cannot speak for the community at all. I'm just going as an outsider looking in and how I see relationships to be done from all circles. Um... I don't think you're supposed to just have one dumb person in the polyamorous relationship that just is about kissing people. Um, that's weird. Um, I think they're all a relate. Like, so to help everyone figure out, there is an elf who is with three other elves. They're all in a relationship, at least from what the story is presenting it as. Um, there seems to be a dominant elf. That's mm-hmm. another thing I think is strange. I don't. I don't. Again, I don't know. If that's how polyamorous relationships work. Mm -hmm. I don't want to speak for them. But I've never heard. Like. Never heard a friend of mine. Who's in a polyamorous relationship go. Yeah. The head of our family. Has like. Told us that we should do this. But there's definitely a head elf in the group. And then there seems to be a dumb elf. And there's another elf that. They're only about saying I love you. And it's like. That's not how people in relationships talk to each other every three seconds. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that for sure. I know that doesn't, and they're polyamorous or not, I know that doesn't happen. Um, their relationship annoys me because it doesn't feel like a relationship. It feels like she's the, she, it feels like she's leading the Scooby gang. And <laughs> like, wow. it really does. It feels like the other three are useless. Like they they should not be there. And that they just want to put them on screen because they're polyamorous. Which, great for you trying to fetishize a group of people in a way. Um, I don't I don't care for it um, because, again, I'm not part of that group. But I also don't, from a narrative perspective, like, if a character is married, like, let's, let's put this in the, the heteronormative behaviors here. Let's say if a character right. is married with their wife and their children... They don't bring their wife and their children on the adventure with them if they aren't adventurers. You know what I mean? Um, So that's the part that I'm kind of getting at. Um, If that makes any sense, I'm sure people may be confused about my concern for it. They're not offensive. I don't hate them being on screen. I just, every time they pop up, I'm like, why did she bring them to the magic tower? What? What is this? a little odd. And just like, literally one of them is like really stupid. Like, like, legit stupid. Like, I'm like, the you would actually not serve a purpose here. Maybe you should. You would actively detriment the group, right? And the the girl is the real like superstar here. Like, she's the one with all the powers and the abilities. Um, the other two are her supporting cast members. You know what it feels like? I know what it feels like. They're like a really good rock band, but she's like the forerunner, and like everyone comes for her, and. Like, the music's fine, but you also, like, you could just listen to her sing. Um, That's what it feels like. It's a weird thing. It's a weird gripe. Um, And maybe their characters develop. I actually thought they were going to die in that episode. Um, I kind of wish they did. Um, 
That sounds horrible. Um, but like, but yeah, it's a good show. Um, that's a small nitpick. Um, what I did watch this week, and I'm going to go more into detail um, next week with JT. I watched the Zack Snyder Justice League. Uh, you did, huh? I watched all of it. I watched all four hours and two minutes. I saw an hour and 30 minutes. Okay, okay. I'm going to tell... I'm going to say the good right the fuck now. JT just was right about something. It is the best DC movie currently. That is not saying much. It's a low bar to clear. It's a low bar to clear. This movie... This movie, <laughs> huh? How do I do this? There's it's a lot. Something. It's a, it's an event. It's an event, and I I stress to everyone: don't take my word for it, as they say in Reading Rainbow. Check it out yourself. <laughs> for anything <laughs> that I'm saying right here, I'm having flashbacks of Lavar Burton. Yeah, like you know, don't don't you know, don't take my word for here. And you know, and this is for all things trails, Dota two. Oh, everyone, check these things out. They're worth it. They're worth it. Zack Snyder though, in the Justice League cut, huh? Um, hmm. <laughs> it. <laughs> I went in with no expectations. And my expectations that did exist were low. And I will say, it met all the expectations. <laughs> what's, what's, what's that mean? Like, our expecta- our expectations were low, but holy shit. Yeah, it's... I didn't, didn't think it would be that low. It was, um, it was an event of immaculate proportions. Um, it's not... It's not good. Um, it's... it's it's, it's not it's not all right it's it it is watch it with friends or watch it for the for the memes because that's how you enjoy this movie um nothing was so offensive comic book wise like there was one scene however my fiance was watching it with me and even she was groaning and i groaned too there's a scene where wonder woman is saving a bunch of kids from a bank heist um yeah it went there uh, and I was actually fine with that because they're showing Wonder Woman's little action set pieces, which were good, but also not. There's a lot of like fast forwarding of movements and not like a lot of fight choreography. Um, right. And they were fine. So she rescues everyone. She saves the day. And then she comes down and she um, like is lifting up everyone. There's one girl sitting down. Right. And she mm-hmm. looks like she's not. moving. I'm like, oh, no. She's about to bend down and give her a, a strong female role model speech, isn't she? So she, Wonder Woman bends down. She says, are you okay, princess? She calls the girl princess. She says, are you okay, princess? And I was like, okay, mark one. And then the girl looks at her with big eyes. And she says, can I be like you someday? Check two. And then Wonder Woman, without Paul, says, well, she does literally pause. She says, you can be anything you want to be. <laughs> and I said, I'm an Amazonian, Amazonian warrior goddess. princess. 
I was like, I was like, Wonder Woman, just hand her, hand her your sword at this point. Like we're just, just going hand through her a brochure at this point. Right. It was, it was so contrived. There's a lot of bad one-liners, and I picked the Wonder Woman one as an example because it's the slowest of the bad one-liners. Um, but everyone has a bad one-liner. Um, everyone. You know what? I just had this thought, and I was like. This is this is gonna be me being bad and like comparing it to something else again. But like, if this scene had happened in friggin' Justice League cartoon back in the day, mm-hmm. I would like to think the line would have instead been something like, you know, Wonder Woman, like, you know, giving her encouragement that she could be here in her own way. You know what I mean? Not a, not what? a. Not a you can you can do whatever you, but know, you know like what? you can even do human things. But she can do, do she can do either of those ways in the cartoon because the cartoons are geared for little children. Yeah. This is the same thing where someone's like getting stabbed by a trident, you know. And Superman is people complain people complain about the um the original Superman movie, right? No. This one, Superman knocks um, Steppenwolf towards Wonder Woman, smiling after he was stabbed by Aquaman, and watch Wonder Woman behead him. Don't get me wrong. Wonder Woman and Aquaman would have done that. They would have stabbed him and then beheaded him. But Superman was gleefully helping them do it. (laughs) Um, It was... Um... It was an event. Um, there's so much wrong with that movie. There's a lot wrong with that movie. Slow motion. There's so much slow motion. Oh my god. There's so much slow motion, and they. This is a problem with DC movies, and it happened. This is where the fucking James Gunn shit comes into play, because James Gunn had a great soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy and incorporated that music well within the film. Everybody now is taking licensed songs and incorporating them in every part of a film. And that is what happened a lot. Um, I won't even get started on Cyborg. Because Cyborg is a mess. Um, I mean, Cyborg? Sure. James is like, you joke. Cyborg is the worst character in the whole film. Man's not blue. He's not. That's I take that over anything else. It cyborg is so bad. In order for you to fully encompass why this movie was not good, you have to watch it. You have to watch it because I can't explain it. Had more personality than cyborg. I can't explain it to you why this was so bad. Um, but I watched it. That's in my brain now. And it will never leave. Um, All four hours in two minutes. I won't say I wasted my time because I didn't watch it all in one sitting. Um, that's, that's I think was as long as it did. Yeah, I watched it like it an hour. Intermission. Yes, I watched it like in an hour, an hour and a half segments, um, and it was fine. It's fine. It's. It makes me mad that DC can't said that was that moment of like, well, if you don't want to, it's fine. Yes, yes. It was it's in a vein of like 
it makes me mad that DC can't make movies as good as Marvel because I'm fucking sick of Marvel. But Marvel makes better movies. And DC has good characters. Yes, I was... Uh, you know, I completely forgot, by the way, speaking of DC. Mm-hmm. Did you know they cast Dr. Fate in the Black... They cast Dr. Fate what? Black Adam movie. Really? It's just Pierce Brosnan. Huh. Yeah. I thought that was odd. Anyway, yeah. Continue. Um, but yeah, um <laughs> related. Um I I don't know I don't know where DC's gonna go from here. Um I I'm gonna have to talk like JT <clears throat> he loves DC. Um and I love both. I love both series. Like I know people are usually split in half. Um, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of people like Marvel because the characters are just more colorful and um, somewhat relatable and more jokey. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I also, I largely believe that a lot of people still also like Marvel because um, Marvel characters have more of a teenage rebelliousness to them still, even the older ones, while the DC heroes tend to be always brooding, adulty kind of stuff. Um but I like them both. Boy, howdy. I don't know. If... And also, Ben Affleck is not a good Batman. <laughs> I've already <laughs> said this a thousand times. I've never liked him as a Batman. I've always been fine with Christian Bell. But, like, he's bad. And we need to let the Joker go. Can we let the Joker go? Can we just stop with the Joker and the Harley Quinn? Yeah. Like, y'all keep wanting to get these ha-ha they're evil but they're dressed up as clowns kind of thing going on for harley quinn and the joker and i'm i'm tired of it these are my harley quinn's my favorite dc character by the way and i'm tired of her and i'm tired of the joker i'm tired tired i just want to say i want a clown in a movie or show who's like an actual like clown just an actual clown just like just a clown you know goes to kids parties that's their job a little bit but they 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 you know, do their best anyway. <laughs> I ever tell you guys about the most serious clown in my life? No. no. I have I have had an event with a with a clown once where we, I was at a party and he was making like um rubber balloons and being really like really good. Yeah. He was really good. He was really great, cheerful. Um great clown. I was very mesmerized mm-hmm. at their ability to make rubber balloons. And then for some reason, before he blew up the next balloon, we were all laughing and he stopped and he said he said, children, be careful because you can sometime inhale the rubber balloon and you can die by strangling on the rubber balloon. <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember this. He looked this dead in our eyes. He was like serious about rubber balloon safety. And to this day, I don't feel safe when I'm blowing up balloons. Like, I don't. I don't. You see balloons and you're like, mm, oh, like, I can, I can die <laughs> from this balloon. That clown gave me a message. Um... Um, but yes, that, that's my serious it does, it does give it a weird sense of, like, gravity. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, he thought it was so important to tell you this that he dropped the act for a moment. He, like, <laughs> he looked was, at us, and he was like, don't do it. He might as well have said, don't fucking do it, children. <laughs> um, but yes. Speaking of, by the way, also good, good clown. Uh, if neither of y'all, this is a complete, complete tangent. Uh-huh. But if neither of y'all have seen Puddle's Pity Party, that is an interesting... Puddle's Pity Party. Okay, I've not seen I don't this. believe so. But I will, yeah, look, I will look, look at it. It's good. Okay. It's 
I'll check this out. But all right, that was our patch notes. Let's quickly jump into our key items. Key Items is a part of the podcast where we discuss what the podcast is about, the topic for the week. Um, this week, I believe we have like a little bit of a odd topic because we're doing Final Fantasy 3, which none of us has played. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, it is... Well, the third one. And so this will be a quicker key items. But, like, we still got to do it. We got to go through every Final Fantasy one a month. And three is the next one. Now, that doesn't mean we didn't do our due diligence and look into this game. But we, like, Final Fantasy three, if I'm honest with you, like, it just kind of happened. Like... Mm -hmm. And it seems to have a decent enough... It seems to be the first strong narrative of the Final Fantasy. Yeah, it <laughs> seems to have one of the better stories for the early game. Mm-hmm. It also has Sid actually being the character. Yes. Yeah, it's got first, like, genuine Sid. There is a Sid in 2, but it's sort of like a bit part. And yeah, he's just know. like the normal blacksmith. Or uh-huh. like Smith, the smart smith, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, also... Um, it has like so it has some intertwining story arcs. So all four of the main characters are apparently like all orphans. They were mm-hmm. all like raised in the same area and you sort know of, sort of proto Final Fantasy eight. Yeah, yeah. It has some Final Fantasy eight vibes with it. And um that, you know, kind of all congeals up and creates this kind of dynamic where you are um, you're witnessing some development of kind of childhood friends and going through the story and everything. So this was like the first Final Fantasy to do that. Um, the bigger one, the bigger note that I think is more important when it comes to Final Fantasy 3 is that it introduced the class changing system like yes. of all of them. So in Final Fantasy um, 1, you had classes, but you and just you picked the classes and that was the characters. They were right. Character to the mother mm. the Right. Well, opposed to three is the first time where you have just and then well, we'll go to two. Two is where you just kind of leveled up your character based off of the action. And they kind of had a class in a sense, but they were more focused on this mm. is Minwoo and he's a white maid. Mm-hmm. This is Irion and he's a warrior, and it didn't really tell you that sailor. Maybe it did, but it wasn't like it wasn't very. Class- yeah, and in this one. Your characters all start off as Onion Knights, hence the reference we did at earlier thing. That's your basic class. And then every class can be jumped into by from your starter Onion Knight class. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get classes as you collect crystals, which is a recurring thing in several games later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, in this game, it introduces crystals as a form of useful material for your party, as opposed to in every other Final Fantasy, crystals are like this... A MacGuffin, MacGuffin thing, yeah. Um, I actually like the design of the Onion Knight, actually. 
Yeah, I mean, nice looking. Yeah. It's also oh, interesting oh, on the Indian night, um, as a little side note, is when they remade it, special class and renamed the starting to the freelancer, which is kind of interesting. Right. They did rename Onion Knight into Freelancer uh, later on. Yeah. Also, as a little side note, we might save this till well, I will go ahead and say it now. Uh three is also kind of unique among the remakes. Oh, you, you broke out this. The three is unique. Oh, I said three is unique among the remakes because it has the most robust like rework. Yes. Yes. Like, and I've they seen basically the took the core story and the core concepts and like really, really made like new game. Yes. It's a it's a whole new product afterwards. And I've seen the remake from the original and it's like night and day. Like it's a completely different thing. Um, three is really interesting in that regard. And I think that's the big thing when it comes to what I'm thinking about Final Fantasy three is that it introduces a lot of things that became mainstay mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy even though it's not the one that's remembered like at all. Yeah. It's important. And yet in the U S we never even saw. Yeah. Because like, if I'm correct, like it came out in Japan in like the nineties, like 90, like literally 1990. And then it like eventually came over here in like 2006. Yeah. We never got the NES version. We got the DS. Mm hmm. Like we, and, and at that point, you know, it's definitely taking in, if I, if I look at it, I think it's taking in a lot of the Crystal Chronicles designs, choices mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy III. But, like, at that uh-huh. point, you're getting some strange, like, mix-ups. And I remember looking at pictures of, like, um, the Warriors of Light, like, um, as a kid, you know, um, and you get, like... There's static designs, I believe. Like one of them, she's like a a dark mage, a black mage. You have the red mage guy, and then one of them like a white mage as kind of look. So you get some of those classical renditions that's typically in there. Um, but I do like a little bit of the story beats. Like this whole thing about like the sorcerer. I think like Zandi. Zandi, um, yeah. Zandi. I remember looking at their artwork even as a kid. I've seen that artwork before. You know, just not really knowing all of that dynamic and like you're having a big issue with like the gin and stuff like that. It also has one of the early. Uh, well, I don't know if it's the first one. I think two is the first one that did that of the bait and switch kind of like, oh, you thought this was. Yes. Yes. They but definitely see there's actually another. And then, then they have a little bit of a bait and switch in one where Garland, quote unquote, dies. But also oh, yeah, doesn't. Yeah. But like the so final fantasy trope is like Yeah. This boss is not the final. Right, 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 right. It's and it's like it's very strange when it does that. Um in that I'll make an RPG maker game, maybe I'll make a parody of mm-hmm. beat the final boss and wait for like the real final boss and they just mm-hmm. but make the real final boss super lame like like from software does. You'll fuck up y'all final boss. Yeah, their final bosses are real bad. Um <laughs> But yeah, like it's really interesting, like just mm-hmm. to think of the the job system being so pivotal to Final Fantasy, but then also just like them not releasing Final Fantasy three in the States. Yeah. You know, it's- like and and I don't know exactly what. Like I, I wonder if it had anything to do with the um the timing of the systems because i think a lot of the nes games like the nes had longer lifespan i think or the famicom I should say mm-hmm. um in mm-hmm. japan where you got more games mm-hmm. and 
two and three were NES titles that came out in like the early nineties. And I think we may have had, may have, no, I don't think we had it yet. Um, but I guess when they're getting ready to port, I wondered if they thought, oh, these won't be popular yet or anymore because we have the SM. So we need SM. So our Final Fantasy 2, let's just skip ahead to 4. Oh, yeah, I see what mm-hmm. you mean. It, and it could be. It could be that. It could also be, like, I know for a lot of JRPGs, um, um, Japanese companies didn't think Americans would want to play it. Yeah, one of them was, like, considered to be too hard for yeah. Oh, if I'm also correct in this assumption, I'm thinking about this. Is Final Fantasy 3 the first one in the series to have, like, our protagonist be kiddos? I think Is so. Is that the first I time? Think, uh... Like, I think that's where it started, where some of your adventures can be kiddos. Because lo and behold, people, in most JRPGs, your characters are kids. But in early yeah. Final Fantasies... Like you were adults because that makes more sense of why you're fighting fucking dragons. Um, and then later on, they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna have a mixture. We will have a kid character, but you'll have some adult character." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have that like little that mix in there, and it's really like, yeah, it, it has that kind of influence. I do also know. I remember researching like it's the first one to have like hit points show up mm-hmm. in the game series. It does a lot of like first yeah like it does when i think about that like it does a lot of first but it just wasn't thrown over here and that a lot of mm-hmm. sorry go ahead no you go, go ahead say a lot of first for classes like we get a yes. bard now a summoner did you uh, know it had a viking class yes viking class is so weird because it never showed up. it never showed up again they never did viking again like back um, and people may not know this. I love the sprite too for the Viking. Yes, it looks a little, a little derpy. Um, this little black mage with a horn helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand this either. Is that so? Are not necessarily not understand this, but like um, Final Fantasy took a lot from Western design choices mm-hmm. it wasn't until i guess anime just got really big or at least till seven where rpgs started going in the complete different direction and went full-on anime mm-hmm. you know you look at a lot of new animes and stuff like new new rpgs nowadays and they're very very anime you know um and there's nothing wrong with that but it is nice to kind of see some kind of more westernized um stuff Mm-hmm. You know, promoted in the older RPGs, the random Viking. Yeah, the 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 I remember these sprites in particular, not from the games, but from eight bit theater. Yes, they're used a lot in eight bit theater. Three is ripe pickings for eight bit theater because mm-hmm. of all the little classes that they could borrow were in the there. Park. And I'm rereading eight bit theater right now, actually. So. Like, yeah. It's funny. One, it's like at least a lot of these jokes and their reactions and the jokes end fairly well. Because there's a part where the black mage is making misogynist, misogynistic um, jokes to the white mage to hit on her. And she just keeps like hadoking him and smacking him with books. You know, poor joke. That was definitely a 2000s joke. But even then, the reaction was kick his ass. You know, I mean, 
Um, so yeah. Something games. Yeah, huh? Exactly. So but yeah. Um that's actually all I really have on three. Like it's it's a good game from everything I've put together. Yeah. It sets a lot of standards, I think, in terms of some story bits that get revisited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, floating, I got a floating continent, which I think kind of sets the way for stuff we see in some later games where you get to, like second, the second world, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, which we'll touch on, I think, some more with the next title, which I know way more about <laughs> in a long time. Um, it's one of my favorites. But anyway. Um, you know what's uh, funny? Mm-hmm. That it took this game so long to port over here, but it's on almost everything. It's on yeah. everything now. Yeah, it's on iOS. It's like, on Android. Now it's on everything. Yeah, it's on PlayStation. It's on Kindle Fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what, guys? We should have sent this over earlier. Um, we're just going to... So maybe... It was a really bad move because you know what systems it's not on? Game Boy Let's Advance switch. and the PlayStation. Which would yeah, have but like the, it came out on DS. No, no, but hear me out. If it came out on those two systems, it would have been a like a household name. You know, you know probably what right, it was released on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it was on the Huya. Yeah, it was on the Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, it's what? the only Final Fantasy game on the Huya. I was like, what is this? Um, it definitely was a weird marketing um, strategy. And I would not be surprised if three has some of the lowest sales. It was also it on the Windows phone, apparently. Windows phone. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no marketing for it. Right, there's no marketing. They didn't put it on two of the biggest like yeah. purchase systems, PlayStation and the Game Boy Advance. Like even on the Xbox. Right. Right. It's just like you missed out on a very big opportunity here. Particularly it came out on like it came out on the PlayStation Portable. Like where it, good RPGs go to die, right? Where a lot of good RPGs go to die, a lot of them. Hey, you know what? Let's just put it on the PSP. There's a time topic to Final Fantasy three, but there was a time where a lot of companies were like, "Hey, let's make a great game." And they're like, "Okay, this is actually a really cool game. I think we should make." It. Put a lot of effort into it. And make. It. What are we going to release it on? PSP. <laughs> you know, I mean, the PSP was big okay. when it came out, sort of. It no, was. It was. It was, but... it was thought to be big. I remember when the PSP came out, and I looked at that and went, "No one's going to play it." I actually own a PSP. I a lot of people own one. That's the killer. Here's the thing: I know I a lot of free. people with a PSP, and PSP has great games on it because it looks cooler than the DS. Right. That that was that was the problem. Right. What you said there, Arnold. <laughs> People wanted it because it looked cooler than the DS. And it didn't even look cooler. They just wanted to be more mature. They were like, oh, you have a DS. You're a baby. Look at me with my basically same Game Boy. But, like, you know, my screen's a bit wider and I have this on it. But no one, no one really bought into that because that thing could not fit. A lot of pockets. It was pretty long. It was big because the screen had to be big because everyone's always wanting their graphics to shine. Um, The games, while they had good JRPGs, JRPGs are not the everything on every system. Like the N64 still did well, even though it didn't have JRPGs, which is crazy. But like, you know, 
it's not always the end all be all. It definitely helps, but a lot of people play their JRPGs and this is this, this blows my mind. This blows my mind. I have talked to a lot of people who play JRPGs. A lot mm-hmm. of people still prefer playing JRPGs on a big screen. I don't <clears throat> I don't know why. I cannot to, to, like fight against it. That's how you feel it's better for you to play. But when oh I am goodness. currently playing a JRPG, even when I'm playing Trails, and I love Trails, I got to play it on my PC. I am sitting here bitching that I can't play it on my Switch. Like, because... You can carry it around. Yeah, Gosh. I can carry it around. Relax. I can stop it. I can relax. I can chill. Like, people are like, I can't get into the game. Why can't you get into the game if it's not on a big screen? Like, did you play on a big screen when you were a child? I know the answer to that. You did it unless you were rich. Like no, I was I was playing things on the cathode cathode ray TV. Exactly, uh, I was playing on a tiny ass jank ass TV. So small TV that weighed about fifty pounds because <laughs> I had I played I have played on so many types of devices, um, and for me the the screen size and the now, sometimes the graphical integrity can matter, but it's not. That's not what immerses me into a game. Like, if a game is good, if it is immersive, you'll be immersed in the game regardless. Like of the screens. Like, I do not believe that you need to have a big screen to play a game. I think people use that as a friendly reasoning to be like, I don't want to play this system because it makes me seem like a baby. Like that's what it feels like. That's a personal perspective, but like that's what it feels like. Um, because we've all played Game Boys. Like, yep. you all play Game Boys at some point, so I don't want to hear that. I just don't. It's a weak argument. Um, but that all being said, yeah, I think Final Fantasy 3 is a really cool and interesting game. Um, after doing research on it. Like, I do want to play it, but boy, I, I got a list of games. You got a lot of stuff. I I do too. I ain't throwing nothing on my list. No more. Um, cause God I'm going to have to put Monster Hunter Rise on that list. Well, yeah. you, can, you can put it on my list if you want, if you are <laughs> you, you know, I ain't going to turn away from a free game. Yeah, I've heard uh, reviews for Monster Hunter Rise has been pretty positive. Um, a lot of people... Someone put this in and this pissed me off. Someone made an article. They were like, Monster Hunter Rise is not welcoming to new players. I was like, motherfucker, Monster Hunter as a series ain't welcoming to new players. Did this, did this come from comic book resources somehow? Boy, I, I don't even know. I think Monster Hunter World was the only first game that was probably made for new players. And, and even then, right. Even and that then, was my first Monster Hunter game. It wasn't my first one, but like I'm like, y'all, Monster Hunter is not meant for newbies to get into the game. Like Newbies clearly get into the game, but it's not designed that way. Um, someone else made an article that made me even more upset. They were like, Monster Hunter Rise is the best game on the Switch for, for a long time. I was like, you don't Have play you games. Switch? Have you played the Switch? There's games I'm still catching up on. Like, shut up. Go away. Leave us. I was um, trying to make your clickbait article titles. Right. Um, it's a good game, though. I've played the demo. Um, and, yeah, I'm glad it's doing well. I'm... I'm I think Monster Hunter is a very good game to play on the Switch, too. Um, so, yeah. But, all right. Sorry this episode was shorter as far as the key items portion. Um, we had a lot to say in other parts. Though. We had a lot to say. Today was a much more chill episode, so I was like, yeah, let's just rant a bit. 
Um, okay. I will be trying to <laughs> to customize the the Naruto list for upcoming tournament. Um, and I have another episode I do want us to get to at some point. I got to think on that um, for some topics. But thank you all for listening. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out on Spotify and on, uh, good Lord, iTunes. I'm so tired. Um, and, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, I am joined by Dustin and Arnold. And thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you for playing.